This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a dental hygienist trying to prove that you really don't floss every day. I am Andrew 34 Teeth Keller, and he is Larry Oral Roberts. How is your dental health overall? Would you say it's a, a 10 out of 10? I would say you let me know. I have no cavities. Oh, 48 year old nice. man with no cavities. It is nice. Proper dental hygiene is paramount to an overall happy life, <laughs> as they say. I'd like to start with this quote just out of nowhere. Just see what you think about it. I was good for five and I sucked for one. Obviously didn't get it done, but left my Aflac. out there on that mound tonight. That's for damn sure. So he left his Aflac out there on the mound last night. Guess left my Aflac. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't leave your Aflac out there. I mean, Allstate has you in good hands, but Aflac cannot be left alone. That is Chris Sale of the Red Sox who gave up a couple of runs in the sixth inning on Wednesday night. And I can't say he left. He says he left his nuts out there. That's what he uh-huh. said in the press conference in the radio station I work for. I can't say nuts. So I always put Aflac to beep out words. Anyway. Oh, that's your beep is Aflac. I go Aflac. Yep. I don't go beep. I go Aflac. Is that you saying that? No, that's the actual. Oh, the actual. Um, happy sports equinox to you and yours, Andrew Keller. Because the Dodgers won game three of the National League Series on Tuesday, there will be a game five on Thursdays. This is when we take the show. A trio of NBA games and NHL games also planned for today. There's also Thursday night football, the Browns and Broncos. That means the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and NHL all playing on the same day. How rare is the sports equinox, Mr. Keller? Bob Ventrone on Twitter said this is the 25th time it's ever happened took place three years ago because everybody had to reshuffle their schedules because of the COVID pandemic. We get two more chances for the sports equinox, just in case you care Sunday, there could be a potential baseball game, which could get in the mix with everything else. Also on October 31st and PS, just in case you care, there's also a golf tournament going on and a, um, some college football games tonight. So we have the sports equinox. Lots of action. I, I've noticed over the past couple of weeks, you've called me some, uh, accused me of being some hateful things. And after digging into this story a little bit more that you decided to lead off with, I feel like you might be a misogynist because the idea of the sports equinox explicitly excludes women's sports. So the question flip back on you is why do you hate women's sports so much? What women's sports going on? WNBA just finished. What, what is there? Well, there's all sorts of sports, but... What? This, this article from USA Today specifically calls out in like title font idea of sports equinox excludes women's sports. Also, the PGA is excluded, too. So it's I don't feel that bad for him, but it is kind of exciting. Which, if any game, will you be tuning into tonight? Uh, well, the Dodger game, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, yeah, as you know, I'm a Dodger fan and it's not looking good. So, no. But I'll poke in on the Thursday night of football if it's like off the freaking NFL channel. Give me, put it on something I can watch it on. Yeah, I guess maybe you could just bounce around depending on what is the most interesting thing. Kind of like that. Ooh, they should have an NFL red zone or sports equinox red zone where it just bounces between what's happening on every sport. I think that'd be difficult to get the clearance from all the different networks, but I'd watch that. I do like that you started this jumping off by now going on the defense that I'm the sexist and you're not. I do like that strategy of you. (laughs) Well... The shoe fits. Put it on. <laughs> well, the most probably the most interesting sports are happening right now are playoff baseball and the Boston Red Sox had 
the last two games at home, they lost on Tuesday, nine to two, and then they lost on Wednesday, 12 to three series is heading back with Boston down two games to three to Houston. But the big story from Tuesday's night game was they had the Fenway baby. This uh, couple brought their baby to the game in a Fenway onesie, had the ear protection on. And out of like the student section of a Notre Dame football game, everyone is like focused on one thing. Like when Notre Dame scores a touchdown, people get up and kind of crowd surf push-ups and everyone kind of gets into that. That's what this reminded me of. These people are holding up their baby and their baby's drinking milk and people are chanting for it to chug. The whole section was in love with it. It got so ruckus that some of the players even took notice. But the Fenway baby is a new phenomenon. And I think, I'm going to submit right now, it could be the curse of the Fenway baby. Do you think, do you think Boston is maybe now cursed? They, they've lost on Tuesday when the Fenway baby came out. They lost even worse the next night. So maybe I'm saying ban this baby from Fenway moving forward. I like that you're banning babies. <laughs> Sexist, but you're banning babies. <laughs> I'm banning babies. I don't like babies, man. You're not a sexist, but you're banning babies. Oh. What do you think? Do you think this people are calling that this baby should get season tickets for next season because everyone loves him so much? I'm saying get out of here, baby. <laughs> Put that baby in the corner. <laughs> I can't handle this. You're banning babies. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much. I have no comment on banning babies. Is Houston going to close it out? Uh, this series is great. I thought the Red Sox were going to win this. The Houston yeah. battled back. This is a good little series over there. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's it's always fun when you lose the home field advantage and it kind of goes back and forth because Houston didn't have it. Now they have it again. I'm excited to see what happens with Boston. Um, the other fun thing about it too is that they had this uh, mystery of light. Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, to the garage <laughs> during the Wednesday game between these two teams, the umpires stopped play before the start of the bottom of the fifth, because uh, there was a bright light that came from out from the outfield wall. It's, it seemed as the light was coming from Fenway's parks bleacher bar that is located behind the wall in center field. This is what I care about. There's a bar in the center field wall in Boston. Yeah, they used to it's it's like a garage door that rolls up and they used to watch the game used to be able to watch the games from the bar with the roll up door up major league baseball is not allowing that right now because of I guess cheating I don't, I don't really know what it is but yeah there's this cool bar it's good San Francisco has that the Gotham Club you can watch from behind the scoreboard. I see well uh, I, I want to go I've, I've been taken did we haven't gone together right. No, we've been taken only been once separate occasions only been once. Oh. Uh, but, well, anyway, so that's the fun thing about. That. I mean, they they stopped the game because potentially it was like, oh, maybe maybe there's some cheating going on, and I kind of wonder, like, if if Boston cheats or if Houston advances, if uh, the Dodgers end up winning or uh, the Braves end up winning, like, can they accuse anyone of cheating? Like, I feel like now's the time to cheat against Houston because they can't really blow the whistle because they just got busted for it. So they're cheaters, so you cheat back and you can't get busted. I like that. I could go right. It's there. kind of the uh, Omar theory uh, of from the wire. Michael yes. K. Williams, is, he would just rob drug dealers at gunpoint because you can't really, if you're a drug dealer, you can't report a crime. Like, hey, all my drug money got stolen. Hey, I've been I've been stealing calls, so I can't really. You know, I think the Omar theory is that uh, porn sites. 
If you give them their credit card, lots of people hack the porn sites to get your credit card, but they're uh, no one's going to say like, oh, I got I lost it on a porn site. So yeah. they often hack porn sites. Yeah. And our pre pre-production meeting, you told me that happened to you and you're yeah, still yeah. in a, a tussle with Chase to get your credit card it, back. Is Debbie Dub does Dallas? Is that still out? Can you find that somewhere? I don't know. I mean, maybe we can uh, look it's into it and report there. on it <laughs> next time. But as you did a spite NFL draft, I like a nice little spite story to lead off what you're not looking into. But the Braves are up three games to one on the Dodgers right now. Game five is tonight in Los Angeles. But Jock Peterson, who was with the Dodgers for a while, was being interviewed about the series, and he said he would have stayed in L.A., but the Dodgers weren't interested. Right. And Jock is on fire this postseason. Wow. He's hitting 389. He has three home runs and eight RBIs. And okay. the Dodgers are having little depth chart issues, but okay. just wanted to give that out there. Jock has started this new trend that I don't think has really been anything in the playoffs that people could glom onto since Brian Wilson, the beard. He had to fear the beard. He was the closer for the Giants and his – the 2010 playoff run, but uh, Jock has been wearing a pearl necklace and that's just kind of taken Ew. off. And I love it. People, the fans are all breaking out their pearl necklaces. He looks ridiculous, but maybe that's his new thing. And I am 100% on board with this. You were in San Francisco when they were doing their world series. Remember their big thing was the rally thong that supposedly the first baseman was wearing. I did not remember that. I just, I remember the beard fear the beard. Aubrey Huff was wearing a rally thong reportedly underneath his baseball uniform. So I like when postseason gets stirred up by um, accoutrements. There's all sorts of, I, I love the, what's it called? Superstitions in baseball. And like, oh, my batting glove. I haven't, I haven't washed it. And that's a terrible example, but like the, the playoff beards, the rally cap. And now Jock Peterson with his playoff pearls. <laughs> so classy. And he's in the South. And so, presumably most of the fans have some pearl necklaces in the house they can dust off one thing i thought it was great he's like i i wanted to do it so i texted my jeweler and got some i don't have a jeweler on speed dial that i can text i would have to go to yelp to figure out where to get my jewels from typically speaking when baseball players are saying i put a pearl necklace on you that's they're not referring to the actual necklace, which is the number one search on what got your credit card stolen <laughs> that's a sexual innuendo <laughs> Or those the don't know what we're talking about. UrbanDictionary.com. You can go there for the kids. Published. Yeah. <laughs> the kids out there. Start of the NBA season this week. Andrew Keller, Tuesday night, Milwaukee Bucks received their NBA championship rings before their win over the Nets. 360 diamond on the rings. Top represent the number of victories since the current ownership group took over. 16 emerald-shaped diamonds on one side represent the number of playoff wins. 4.14 carat emeralds represent the 414 area code of Milwaukee. The 50 round stones on the inner bezel represent 50 years since the team's last championship. The 0.53 carats on the world championship wording on the ring represent the total number of years the Bucks have been in the existence. It's got a removable top that can turn the ring into a pendant. And when the top is removed inside the ring, there's an obscured QR code that can be scanned to summon a video featuring memorable moments of the playoff run. I, uh, I, that was really cool to me. I saw Peter Fagan, the president of the Bucks, put out a video of him with his ring actually turning it in. And this is what it sounds like <laughs> it's a transformer ring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my. These, these things have gotten out of control. The ring's so big that you need to be able to tone it down so you can actually wear it out in public. I mean, 
they're cool. They're awesome. There's, I don't know. Someone was saying there's a lot of players who like don't, you practically can't wear the ring. So maybe you take it out on Christmas Eve to show your family. But other than that, like you can't really wear them around. So I guess this is kind of a cool idea, but also they're worth so much. It's, I don't know if you even want to be out with those on. I like the idea that you can wear it as a pendant though, like as a necklace. That kind of, I would do that. Yeah. I mean, or if um, if the Braves end up winning the, the World Series, no. I could just thread it through his pearl necklace and wear the ring during games, too. I mean, that pearl necklace is more versatile than the pop-off of the QR code. I wonder if the QR code gets you to an NFT. I hope you get up to 10 total pearl necklace drops before the end of the show. That's what I'm hoping for at this point. That's what I'm going for. it. <laughs> Did you ever get that NFT in your house, or is that still a work in progress? It is a work in progress. No, We have no art up yet on any wall. We're, that's we're, still in play, though, right? Oh, it's for sure in play. Well, I think maybe you should get an NFT with fat Zion Williamson <laughs> next to skinny Zion Williamson, because right now his weight is the discussion for the Pelicans on... They think he's north of 300 right now, and that's kind of an issue. My question is, at what point is it not body shaming and it's taking care of your asset? Because he's set to make $10.2 million this year. He's six foot seven, 300 pounds on that frame is an issue. And one of the biggest problems with big men in the NBA is they're fragile. I think Greg Oden is maybe the most famous old Dusty Bones, but you got big guys with a lot of weight coming down hard. They're, they're going to be a little bit more fragile. He's coming off a broken foot. He's getting hurt again. Do you think the Pelicans should feel bad about body shaming him for being over 300 pounds? What I'm trying to figure, I just Google while you're saying the men, uh, what is the ideal rate weight for someone six foot seven? Well, with his, I guess that's kind of depends. I mean, if it's all muscle, maybe it's a little bit different. Six, seven, I would say maybe 240. If you're like looking at a BMI, maybe 230. Six. I know I've looked at it before. I'm 6'4". It says I should weigh 185, which would mean I would drop 50 pounds, which I think I would be a shell of a human. So to this be able to play right. at This can't be. They say 207 pounds. That can't be right. Yeah, that's if you're not athletic. That's like if you don't have any muscle mass. I'd say, I mean, when he came in, he was 280, and maybe 280 wow. is the ideal. But any extra weight with that, playing in the NBA is a lot of pounding and a lot of like falling down or coming down hard from dunking or whatever you're doing. It's just, you got to protect your asset. You know, six foot seven, 300 pound Zion Williams. Here's just a little tip from a five ten white guy. Just mix in a salad every now and again, have a salad once a couple of times a week. There you go. Not only are you misogynist, you are a body shamer telling people oh, how they should live their lives. You said every once in a while. I'm a hey, salad. I'm from Whittier. I'm going to tell you what to eat. No, not all the time. Just every once in a while, you have some roughage. That's it. Well, I like my kale. It cleans me up. Uh, you got to love these new NIL deals in college. Kentucky freshman point guard, Ty Ty Washington, who, by the way, might become my new favorite basketball player. He's a projected first rounder in the 2022 draft. He signed a deal with the local Porsche dealership in Louisville, Kentucky. He's now driving around to the new Porsche Cayenne's $80,000 car. It's an SUV. He gets this deal, right? Because they started this new idea in college that you can um, monetize your likeness. Yeah. So NIL, real quick, NIL is name, image, and likeness. I had to Google that. People are throwing NIL around like everyone knows what it is, but it stands for name, image, and likeness. Just imagine that, dude, you're a freshman. Let's say you're 19. 
and you roll up to your first practice at Kentucky in the new Porsche. I love it. I love it. I love it too. My question is who's paying the insurance on that thing? That can't be cheap. I'm sure that the dealership's covering everything. It's very smart marketing for the dealership. Kentucky basketball fans like, Oh, he got it from uh, Olson Olson Porsche and Audi down on Lexington street. So that's where I'm going to buy my next nine 11. I will say it, it is. I didn't think they would actually have a Porsche dealership in Louisville, Kentucky. That was another shocking part of that story for me. Why is that shocking? I I just didn't think they had that kind of deal in. Have you been to Louisville? Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I liked Louisville ish. Did you, did you go for a bachelor party? Is that why you went? I did. I went there and I didn't even see one person that I should have seen there. Oh, not friend of the show. Brandon Doble. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, anyway, I think this is kind of interesting. It's smart. I think this will maybe be, he's probably not the first one to do this, but like, it's a domino of like other people looking around being like, Hey, I'm a blue chip recruit. I need to be driving in whatever. And you basically decide what car you want. You go to that dealership and say, give me a car, right? That's like the next move. It's true. (laughs) I mean, listen, dude, once again, 18 year old dude gets a Porsche, big fan. Yeah. Hopefully uh, he drives responsibly and within the posted speed limit (laughs) side. You're a speedist. Well, I would never miss an opportunity to talk about how terrible Philadelphia fans are. They are a Philadelphia fan. People get a bad rap as well as but I think Philadelphia fans get a bad rap. From booing Santa to applauding Michael Irving getting taken off the field in a stretcher, mm. Philadelphia Eagles fans are terrible, and I think I can just post it up to every Philadelphia fan that's out there. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is being interviewed about his, I, I don't know why, somewhat controversial hot mic on I own you to the Bears fan. There was a little bit of blip of people saying that he was being offensive. I didn't get too much traction, but he was being interviewed about it. And he said, by far, Philly fans are the worst. But early in his career, when Brett Favre was still the starting quarterback, he was backing up. And there was a guy the entire game said, hey, Rodgers, get the splinters out of your ass. And he's like, it was kind of annoying, but by the third quarter, he was just impressed. So I think that's uh, Philly fans wear that with a badge of honor more than they should, I think. You know what? Uh, this is the reason I like this story is uh, I always wonder what the marquee noise would be for play. Like, you know, I've sat in the outfield before and they're heckling the center fielder. And if he doesn't say anything, nobody, people are going to not heckle him. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder, like, how long do you have to heckle to get that guy's attention to do something? Uh, he wasn't even playing. Brett Favre was playing. He was backing up. He was on the sidelines, and he thought this guy's worked so hard yelling at me all game long. I'm gonna give him a wave. I like Tip of the cap. Like the Tip of the cap. Yeah. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. This has been Sports Best. We'll see what uh, derogatory things we can come up with about each other next week. But until then, let's say go Dodgers. Andrew hates babies. I hate babies. See you next week.